Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We want to continue this morning with our study of the words of redemption. And the word that we're studying, continuing this morning, is the word regeneration. I wonder, as we open this morning, if we have opened any areas of, uh, of uh, question that maybe we could uh, open the service this morning by answering questions or laying to rest uh, any areas that uh, you may not understand or that you may have question about. Regeneration. Anybody uh, have any question that we've raised concerning this? What is it? What is uh, in a word? What does regeneration mean? Okay, everybody got that one pretty well. Born again. Okay, would you have any questions that uh, we may have raised, Sister Mayot? Okay, Sister Mayot uh, says she's impressed with. The statement that the world is redefining uh, the word and uh, making it to uh, be what they want it to be. And uh, redefinition covers a multitude of sins. So in other words, uh, when uh, we start talking about that, we need to have a clear understanding of exactly what we're saying. And uh, because of the popularity of, uh, of uh, President Carter and the wide publication of the term born again, and uh, the, uh, uh, the born-again experience, why uh, there's, uh, there's all kinds of uh, things being said and, uh, and uh, philosophies being propagated. And uh, not only this, but because of the widespread impact of the uh, gospel of Christ through the Jesus movement, through street witnessing, and through those that are actually bringing uh, people to a confrontation, with the term or with the experience is being redefined, and so we need to uh, we need to understand exactly uh, what we're talking about. Maybe someone else has another uh, question that uh, or some clarification of the of the terminology regeneration. Did we raise any question or areas of misunderstanding that maybe we could clarify this morning? It means that we reform, right? We make some resolutions and say, I'm not going to do that anymore. And so that takes care of it. Is that what it is? What is it distinctive from that? Jerry Salberg? It's, uh, it's a recreation of the inner being. <coughs> and we do that by an inner awareness and an inner consciousness, right? How does that come to pass then? Tom? It's a sovereign work of God in us. It's not something that we scheme, that we bring to pass, that we manipulate. It's not something that we... Uh, it's not redemption by knowledge, that we come to, to the knowledge of uh, spiritual facts or uh, so on and so forth. I had a, an interview uh, recently with a young man that's uh, writing a book. And uh, uh, because of the widespread... Interest, and I, I understand that a local man, uh, a man named Setfan here, has written a book on incarnation, reincarnation, and uh, it's becoming uh, quite a seller. And so this young man, who's an acquaintance of his, uh, interviewed me, and uh, he's writing a book of his own, and so he wanted a chapter on the on what gospel preachers think that that uh, this is all about. So I uh, plainly told him, and so. Um, uh, he promised that he'd quote me exactly as I uh, said it, so I trust he does, because I have a differing viewpoint from, uh, from such things. But anyway, what, uh, what was really happening, to uh, make a long story short, 
is that this man, uh, Sutphin, who is a, is a local uh, celebrity of sorts, and uh, he's a hypnotist. He's uh, into hypnotist. And uh, through putting people under a, a, a period of altered consciousness, uh, all hypnotists have come up with this. They've discovered that, that suddenly people's personalities begin to change and, and people begin to speak. Uh, and uh, this is how Bridie Murphy, if some of you are older, you remember Bridie Murphy and all the delving into, uh, uh, et cetera, and et cetera. And so reincarnation becomes quite a popular concept as a demon speaks to a person with an altered consciousness and brings up all these facts that they couldn't possibly know of themselves. And so they say, well, this is what's happened is I used to be... Uh, uh, I was Alexander the Great. Now I'm reincarnate in, uh, in so and so and so. All these facts and etc. and etc. But uh, all it is is demon delusion. So anyhow, this man is uh, is questioning me, and he said, "I guess you know." Uh, and anyhow, this man had been in our services because he did an article and he took a lot of pictures and he listened to a couple of sermons and, uh, and he was in the door ministry. And so he w- he was very impressed, but not, but still not convicted enough to get saved. So he's doing this research, and to make a long story short, he says, uh, uh, he says, you understand that what this man says that you're doing is that you are a mass hypnotist. And when you're preaching that the cadence of your voice is hypnotizing these people, and you're bringing about these changes in their lives by hypnotizing them, and so then they quit... Uh, they quit laying with the chicks and quit eating dope and quit drinking whiskey and all this kind of thing. So that's what's happening. And so uh, uh, this, is, uh, this is what his, uh, uh, what his uh, uh, conclusion is. Now, I need to warn you that that's amusing, but I need to warn you that this is what's happening uh, in, the, in the spiritual world today. And you need to be, come to understanding of that as we're talking about regeneration. Is that uh, uh, people are talking about a number of things. They're talking about uh, uh, awareness, enlightenment, centering, transforming, and many like words. God consciousness, and many like phrases, transcendence, change uh, of the inner uh, disposition through any one of a million uh, different uh, exercises. An excellent article in Newsweek. Uh, some time ago, uh, dealt with the subject and uh, uh, quoted a book about 8,000 ways to awaken. There's another, awaken. All right, these are all like terms that you need to be aware of and what's happening in the psychic and the spiritual realm. And we're not talking about any of these things this morning. We're talking about something absolutely and completely different. Regeneration is not awakening. Regeneration is not transcendence. Regeneration is not awareness. Regeneration is not centering. Regeneration is not transforming your inner disposition. Regeneration is not God consciousness. It is none of those things. And so you need to be aware of uh, what we're talking Self-transcendence is another word. Uh, somebody brought me an excellent poster. And uh, isn't that appealing? Man, that's really well done. And it? Just uh, everything you'd always wanted to be. Spring celebrations. Science of creative intelligence. To create an ideal society for the age of enlightenment. That's what we need. The awakening, blossoming of life, love, joy, all possibilities. Ministry of celebrations and fulfillment of world government for the age of enlightenment. Isn't that appealing? Amen. Nice, uh, soft colors, gold, uh, gold embossed. And I 
Picked this up from somebody in Bullhead City. Nice little dealie. He's a real sexy-looking gypsy sitting at a table with cards. Of course, when you get in there, she's a haggle-toothed, smoke-stained winch. But that is, that's mater- immaterial, you know. <laughs> Madam Rose, there's a brand-new year at hand. Famed psychic says, come now for that special look ahead. The new year's at hand. Solve your problems regardless of what they are. Help reunite the separated. Cause speedy, happy marriages. Tell you who your enemies are. When to make a change in business or career. If you're unhappy for any reason, talk to Madam Rose. No appointment needed. Transcendental meditation. Amen. Here's a guru. Baba, can't even pronounce his name. Maktananda Paramahansa. Meditate on yourself. Honor and worship your own inner being. God dwells within you as you. Tells his experience about meeting with a guru, age of 15. And his eyes wide open were gazing straight into mine. I was dazed. I could not close my eyes. I had lost all power of volition. I saw a ray of light entering me from his pupils. It felt hot like burning fever. Its color kept changing from molten gold to saffron to a shade deeper than the blue of a shining star. I stood utterly transfixed. So here we have all of these various things, and I could go on and on and on. And uh, this is what's happening in the world today, guided fantasy uh, or guided uh, imagination, uh, inner healing, a number of things that are transpiring. Now, the problem that's happening today is that people who are not spiritually uh, tuned are being affected by many, many of these things. See, there are ministers that, uh, that take uh, transcendental meditation and uh, say, this is just, this is great. Uh, there are uh, Christians who uh, are involved with acupuncturists, and etc., and etc., and etc., and etc. So we're moving into an age of tremendous deception, beloved, in the spirit realm, and you need to be under, uh, to understand exactly what the issue is. And regeneration is none of these. It's nothing that you can engineer. It is nothing that you can accomplish. It is nothing that is a, that involves a human. Uh, uh, capability of any kind, shape, or description. See, we're talking about creation. We're talking about a sovereign action of God in the human heart and in the human soul, not a reformation. Now, we have three scriptures that perhaps we ought to, uh, to use as a, a starting point this morning, and I'd like to, to reaffirm these to you. Ephesians 2.10, would someone over here, uh, Tom Thompson, I need Galatians 6.15, Sister Pringle, I need Colossians 3.10. Uh, Dave Burke, creation, new creation. We're talking about an act of God, not a manipulation of human consciousness, not a knowledge that you and I will embrace within our being that releases psychic powers in us, not a, a, uh, a transcendence into some ethereal realm in the spirit world whereby we have some kind of consciousness and, and seems to release within us uh, some kind of change. None of those things are what we're talking about. We're not talking about uh, demonic uh, spiritual forces whereby uh, information uh, is achieved or arrived at at a supernatural uh, capability from uh, past history or facts back in and some time, uh, type of historic manifestation. We're talking about something completely different. We're talking about regeneration. Something that happens by God's own power and action. 
The Christian revelation involves a singular experience with God in this act of regeneration. Until that has happened to you, I don't care how many churches you go to, I don't care how many Bibles you own, I don't care how much ritual or catechism you go through, I don't care what kind of exercises you may be involved in, what role you may be a church officer, your grandpappy and pappy's grandpappy and all your descendants may have been missionaries, it does not matter until this has happened to you personally you are not born again. And we have people sitting all over this building who've been into all kinds of psychic activities, who've been into all kinds of religious exercises, all kinds of catechisms, all kinds of disciplines, all kinds of confirmations, all kinds of occult activity and psychic phenomena and transcendence and, uh, and, uh, and passive uh, giving up of themselves uh, to other people's uh, wills and, uh, and, uh, and demonic uh, uh, exercises of, of power and force over their being, but they did not experience this, and they're sitting all of the building this morning, but when this happened to them, there was a transforming, regenerating, creative work done within that changed them, and from that moment, they knew exactly who they were, what they were, where they were going, and they had, a, had an experience with God, and they recognized immediately what they'd been into in the past. Okay, three scriptures that, uh, that we need. Ephesians 2.10. We are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Galatians 6.15. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature in Christ Jesus. Religious ritual, religious symbolism, religious uh, action is of no avail uh, unless this has transpired uh, that God has made us a new creature. Salvation means to be born again. Regeneration means that a creative act of God outside of human realm and experience or capability has transpired within the human soul. Colossians 3.10 And to put on the new man that is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. And as put on the new man which after knowledge is renewed after the image of him, God, who has created him. Created him. That's what it means to be a believer in Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that you have affirmed that the Sermon on the Mount is a good ethical standard. It doesn't mean that you believe that, that people ought to have a, a good uh, activity. It doesn't mean that you mentally affirm that, uh, that Jesus Christ uh, did exist at some uh, undeterminate period in time and that it's nice that people have religion and join church doesn't do you any good unless this has personally transpired in your heart. And if this, if you're not sure of that, I wouldn't go out of the building today. We're talking about heaven and hell. We're talking about eternity. We're talking about salvation and damnation. We're talking about eternal life and eternal loss. And unless this has happened, God says that regeneration is not your experience. Regeneration. Okay, do we have any question right about there? Have I triggered enough to uh, stir you up to questions or mental processes? Anybody's have mind in gear this morning? Praise the Lord. See, most of you do not understand what's happening in the Christian world today. Most of you are not aware of what's happening in the psychic. There's a very subtle uh, welding together of the psychic, the psychological, and the spiritual that, um, that millions of people are involved in things that are not Christian at all. Have nothing to do with the revelation of Jesus Christ and are completely contrary. I might be preaching a little more on that this morning, but, but uh, we need to clearly understand regeneration, born again. Anybody have it? Yes, Lyle? 
Yes. Uh, in other words, uh, there's there always and always has been the the devil in any cult or in any false religion uh, will will seek to bring uh, error as close as he can to truth. See any false cult that operates, they'll quote freely from the Bible. See every cult I can name them off. Fill this, fill both hands with false cult, Christian, Science, Mormon, Jehovah Witness, etc., 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 and and they all they'll they'll come and quote scriptures and make you think that they are Bible preachers, but they are not. And there's people in here right now that have come out of these things and 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 who have been actually regenerated, who found out that they though they quoted from the scripture and though there was a mixing of truth and error, that that did not bring them salvation. They were not born again. And you need to clearly understand that. But see, the, the problem is now that, that there's such a, a molding together uh, uh, and, and a welding together of the spiritual, the psychological, uh, and the psychic that it's hard to tell unless you really know what the Bible says. You, it's hard to tell what is what. Because it all sounds good, and if you don't check out and you don't know your, your Bible, then you, you'll be deluded by many of the things that are being said, many of the things that are transpiring. You see, because we, we live in an age of widespread communication and rapid publication, and uh, somebody get, picks up a book that's written, and it sounds good to them, and, and uh, boy, the first thing you know, boy, that everybody's reading it, and everybody's talking about it, and it just makes the rounds, and uh, millions of people are reading some things that uh, can't even be defended scripturally. So, uh, this is true. Someone else, before we move on. Tom? Yes. I have a couple of quotes from Transcendental Meditation. TM does, in fact, deliver on its promise to affect certain features of one's inner experience. The Maharishi's technique of meditation does produce an alteration of consciousness. And it does get you high. We wouldn't argue with that. You can get high in... in the, and many occult activities, Yo, whether it be yogi, uh, 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 Buddhism, or, or uh, witch uh, on an Indian reservation, or in Jamaica, or in South Africa, or whether it be a psychic healer, or psychic phenomena, we would argue with that fact. But an altered consciousness, or a high, does not, uh, does not, uh, uh, does not at all. Uh, is not being born again, a regeneration. Uh, Maharishi promises that through TM one reaches a state of God consciousness in which action ceases to decay life. Mental and physical planes come to the level of spiritual plane which has eternal life. Well, that's foolishness. But uh, we're we're in that. Uh, let me let me just uh, read some some quotes from the the tremendous thing, transforming your life. This is Earhart's uh, seminar training, EST. Uh, by temporarily restricting food and drink, by inducing physical exhaustion and mental strain, and by frequent uh, verbal attacks on the ego, there's a transformation of the inner uh, ego and the inner disposition. Various exercises and visualization and self-hypnosis. See, these are things that are involved. Uh, and the uh, culmination of the training comes when everyone realizes that he's free to transform experience through the prism of his own consciousness. Well, we have others. Uh, altered states of consciousness. Man can be master of his own fate. Psychothensis, guided fantasy, bioenergetics, rolfing, uh, areca, biofeedback, silver mind control, uh, Feldenkrais method, and uh, so on and so forth, uh, gurus, and etc., and etc., and etc. Okay, here's the, here's, the, here's the thing we're running down on. Uh, some spiritual masters, and I quote, find it easier to shower a crowd of curious strangers with cosmic love than to say, forgive me, to their most devoted disciples. The romantic notion that inner experience alone can transform reality and that anyone can need his life into a perfect work of art uh, as a religious movement that signals return to Gnosticism would always disparage his common humanity in the name of higher truths. And so we want to nail down we're not talking about something, and, and I, I'm going I'm to be preaching lightly on this this morning. Uh, and, it, and, it's, and it's important that we understand that we're not talking about man who is here 
transcending or somehow bringing himself to a higher plane. Or transcending. See, this is not what Christianity is. But rather, it is God who is infinite, creator, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, condescending. See, this is what Christianity is. To bring man reality where he is. Coming into man, coming inside of man, and there is a wedding together of God through Jesus Christ in the human level that brings a recreation, a regeneration. There's a complete difference. You'll notice that all the psychic, etc., etc., seek to bring man to a higher consciousness, alter consciousness, or a God consciousness, etc., etc. But uh, the, and man achieves this by his own ability. But you see, the gospel of Jesus Christ is that God, looking down on man who had lost his ability, who was lost in sin, who was held in bondage, in sins and trespasses, who was an alien, who was cut off in fact from God, that God so loved the world. God looked down upon man and planning for his restoration, planning for his, uh, for his redemption, reached down and in, through Jesus Christ shed the blood on Calvary's cross. And if man believes on that, takes up his abode and residence in man. And man becomes born again, regenerated, and comes into unity and harmony again by God taking up his abode through Jesus Christ in that person. Now that is a unique revelation, and it is, it is supremely uh, separate from all other psychic and, uh, and, uh, and uh, transcendent uh, philosophies. Okay. If you have any more questions, right at that point. Maybe I'm, I'm wandering off preaching here. Lyle? Yes, a high or a temporary. He says, that he, what Lyle said was that, that on drugs you would get this high or this altered state of consciousness. And this is possible through many uh, sources. Whether it be drugs, all, all the kids who did drugs can tell you that in drugs they all had altered states of consciousness and every one of them can tell you if they did drugs at any length of time they had spiritual experiences that were beyond the capability of the human mind. That visitations... They had all kinds of, of experiences, and anyone who tells me that I got high and, and, while, I was got, and while I was high, uh, God appeared to me and revealed Himself to me, and out of that I got saved, I am highly suspicious of that person's conversion. Because I do not believe it was the genuine thing. And I've never known one yet that had that who who went the course. They had a little high, and they were interested in spiritual things, but it did not bring them regeneration, what we're talking about. Now, this is not peculiar to drugs. It can also be found in the Eastern disciplines. It can be found in the psychic. It can be found in, in uh, various exercises uh, that are involved with the Eastern disciplines. It can be, uh, it can be had with, uh, with uh, uh, yielding of your personality to another uh, being, whether it be through hypnosis or suggestion or, or, or auto-suggestion uh, or whatever it may be. Uh, many, many things, self-hypnosis, etc., etc., why uh, many things can give you a high or a transcending or a, uh, an altered state of consciousness, but that is not being born again. It's not regeneration. Very good, Lyle. I had another hand back here somewhere. Somewhere. Tom. Uh, there's one thing that... Uh, we're talking about Eastern religions and, and drugs and stuff like this, and uh, they all go together. You know, they all accept. It's all fine. It's all in the same band. Yes, you can amalgamate most of those together, no problem. Same spirit. Same spirit and uh, almost identical uh, language if you analyze through it. And, uh, and uh, many of them, you can, uh, you can be involved in all of them, and, and there's no problem. There's no conflict. But not what I'm talking about. See, the moment the Spirit of Jesus Christ comes into you, then there's a complete difference. There's an alienation from those things. Amen. The Spirit of Jesus Christ does not bear harmony with those things. There's a conflict immediately. There is a conflict with those type of things. Very good. Someone else? Sister Burgess?
uh, and uh, it's impossible to to become involved in that as a Christian. You cannot do that. You see, there's a strange thing to whom we give our allegiance. We cannot bow to idols without the demon spirit that's involved with idols taking up its abode. And God says to you and I that we bow to we bow to the, the need to none but God. And if we then uh, ignore that and, and, and go on, then we pay the price and we become in the habitation of, of the spirit world. We become overwhelmed because we yield our allegiance to that. And that entire initiatory prayer is submission to Guru Dev, who is the god of transcendental meditation. See, one of the strangest stories I ever heard was from a young Marine in Eugene, Oregon, who told me of being in Vietnam, walking into a Buddhist temple uh, as a Christian, and he came to me for deliverance. And he said, I, he said I, I don't know what happened to me, but he said, something happened to me in, in, uh, uh, in Vietnam as I walked into a Buddhist temple. And as I walked in, there was a huge idol of Buddha. And as I walked, I looked, and immediately something hit me between the eyes. He says, it was an experience. I don't understand, but from that moment, I've been bound in my mind and in my spirit, and, and I want deliverance. Well, I knew. I know, though I didn't fully understand, I knew what was involved. You cannot give your allegiance to God and to devils. And so you ought to get a copy of that paper and take to this man, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, it forever solves the problem of allegiance to Jesus Christ or allegiance to Guru Dev. Okay, here. Yes, okay, and, and so there's an allegiance given, you see, and this is, the, this is the key to the entire process, is that when you and I uh, give our, our beings, see, we're sovereign beings, even if we're not saved, we are sovereign creatures, and when we yield our allegiance to uh, a foreign intelligence, regardless of whether it's through witchcraft, like Tom Thompson, or these young men through transcendental meditation, it does not matter. Something actually transpires and we're dealing in the spirit realm. That is not, uh, is not being born again, is not regeneration. We have many people here this morning who have been into transcendental meditation before they got saved. And uh, they both testified that they knew something within them said, you should not do that. And this is something that God gives to every man a knowledge. This is the conscience that's operative. Okay, any other comments just right at that point before we move on into nailing this down? Regeneration. Uh, Fred? Well, as he says, he's been asked this question several times. How do you know if you've been born again? And he says, I think there's more than one answer. Well, uh, there may be uh, more than one description, uh, which is true. But the, at the basis of it is, uh, is this, that there must have been a transformation of uh, your person that is visibly manifest to those that are around you. That's number one. Number two, a person who has been born again. Uh, see, Jesus has said this by John 3. Uh, one, uh, one through eight says it's visibly manifest, just like the wind blowing in the trees. You can see the effects of it. Uh, that's number two, a visible effect that is uh, is apparent to those that are around it. There'll be a change of life, transformation of life. Secondly, uh, we could say that uh, that there would be uh, a uh, an orientation of mind to a person who is born again. Uh, they, they, they no longer are earthly minded, but there's a spiritual orientation that, uh, that, is, uh, that is fixed on heaven. Earth is no longer their home, and they no longer are satisfied with the things of this world. They no longer love the things of this world, but they, are, they become heavenly minded. Thirdly, there must have been an experience personally, and I contend for this, that satisfies that person that they have been born again. And if that, you have not had that experience that satisfies you personally that you have been born again, then I would lay hold of God until that had happened. You must be satisfied in your heart because the Scripture says that we can know. John says that we know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. I love believers. If you don't love the brethren, you better check it out. What does it mean to love the brethren? It means that you put up with all their old stinking 
activities. Secondly, we know that we have passed from death unto life because His Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. There's an inner witness, a personal, intimate, inner experience that says to you, You okay, Fred? And Fred either says, Yes, I'm okay, or Fred says, I don't know. And if Fred says, I don't know, then Fred better get down on his knees and start getting a hold of God until he finds out. See, the kingdom of God has appeared. And the kingdom of God says that they, the violent take it by force. In other words, this involves personal action. God lays it before us, and we are to contend until we've received the fruits and the benefits of it. Okay? Wait just a second. I'm not finished. Third, fourthly, the Scripture says that there is a, an experience uh, in the Holy Spirit and that the Spirit of God is the seal that you and I have our personal uh, earnest of the Spirit. Ephesians 4.30 says that you and I have a pledge or a down payment from God that we can be assured that, that, that when Jesus comes again, He's going to take the person's possession. That's something that you and I have, and that's something that you and I have is the Holy Spirit personally. We have an experience with the Holy Spirit whereby we have assurance. And that's why every believer needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost because it will bring that personal experience and assurance to you that that seal, that pledge, that down payment, God says unto you and I, here's the earnest on it that will reassure you that I'm coming again and that I'm going to make the contract complete and I'm going to take the merchandise. Those are just four things and, uh, and, uh, and perhaps uh, maybe this would be enough to, to, to understand. There are other things, lifestyle, etc., 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 etc. It says if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. The blood of Jesus Christ is sent and cleansed from all unrighteousness. And, uh, and uh, if a man is a, is a, has been born again, then he does not walk in sin. He does not walk in rebellion. He does not walk in fornication. He does not walk uh, in uh, involvements uh, of the base passions. He, he no longer uh, can give himself to the, to the manifestation expression of sin doesn't mean he may not make a mistake or fall, but it means that will not be his lifestyle and he will not comfortably lay in his sin and say, well, it's okay. doesn't matter. He cannot do that because the nature inside of him is just like the illustration of the pig. Let me use it again. The pig is not happy until he's laying in the mud. Just it smells horrible and he just loves it. Ooh, he wallows in it. He roots in it. He gets down and gets his nose in under it. Roots around in it. Ever see a pig? Amen. They, oh, they love that. You can bathe him, you can clean him up, you can put him in a bed uh, and put him in a playpen, but he's not happy, he won't stay there. The moment you turn him loose, he'll be right back out in the mud, rooting, ooh, the smell, he just loves that. All right, a Christian, likewise, cannot live in a life of sin. Amen. So that's how we can tell. That's only one of many ways. Sister? Yes, amen. Yes. Okay. It's a birthing from God. Let's get some more scripture, and I want to conclude this this morning. I want John 1, 11, 12, and 13. Sister Margaret uh, will get that for me. John 1, 11, and 12, uh, and 13. I want 1 Peter 1, 23. Somebody back here, anybody? Praise God. Don't hide from me, Sister Mayotte. Uh, 1 Peter 1.23. Somebody over here, 1 John 2.29. Brother Bob Swope and uh, Jerry, 1 John 3.9. I want James 1.18. Uh, Celia Wilfong. I want uh, 1 John 5.1. Uh, Bill Troxel. I want 1 Peter 1.3. Uh, Mila, yeah, okay. First Peter 1, 3. Okay, it's a birthing from God, and the terms are used, born or begetting. Now, you and I who have been born had absolutely 
nothing to do. <laughs> Amen? There's one thing about a baby, the baby has nothing to do with that experience. Purely out of his hands or her hands, forces have transpired and procreative abilities have been welded together that God has ordained and up comes a baby and you and I are born. It is a beginning by someone outside of ourselves. See, you and I do not decide to become Christians. Does that seem strange to you? Many people in America do. They've decided to join the First Church of the Frigidaire because it's a good business arrangement. They come into certain religious affiliations because it gives a status or it may give a certain quieting of conscience or it may give them a religious feeling. Anybody ever have a religious feeling in here? Sure. Feel religious. I used to, uh, I used to be one of the worst hoodlums in the city of Prescott. But I used to wear a cross around my neck. I didn't know anybody about church. And, and, and I can still remember, I felt so religious. <laughs> Had a cross around my neck. So I got a hold of some, some uh, medals of the Saint uh, Simon or Peter or some kind of saint and carried them around in my pocket. And I just felt so religious. Didn't know I had the slightest clue what it's all about or what it meant, but I felt religious. Okay. See, so you and I do not decide that we're going to come into the family of God. We are birthed into the family of God. He begets us, and He does this by certain processes which the Scripture says are outside our own capability. We simply respond to what God does, but we, it's, not, it's outside our hands. We're talking about something that comes from God. Supernatural, sovereign, and is uh, engineered in heaven and is expressed upon earth. First John 1, 11 and 12 and 13, Sister Margaret. Uh, John, no, John 1. John 1, 11, 12, and 13. Came unto his own, his own received him not, but to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of the children of God, even to them that believe on his name. That's the name of Jesus Christ. Which were born not of the will of man. They were not born of blood. It is not a natural process. Uh, nor of the will of man, but was born of God. Okay. 1 Peter 1, 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, uh, which uh, is, uh, works in us and causes that life to come because of the hand of God. God works in us through the preaching of the Word. This is why that through the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. You cannot sit down and con someone. You might con them into joining a religious program or joining a religious assembly or denomination. Uh, but my friend, this is not a human decision. This is something that happens as the Word of God goes into a person's inner being and causes a work of the Spirit of God there that brings about a, a supernatural experience whereby they are born of God. And he likens this to the natural birth. Not the natural birth, which is the corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible, which is by the Word of God. That's the seed. See, as you and I testify, as we proclaim, as we preach Jesus Christ, there's seed that enters a person's heart. Now, it may not come up that day, but that doesn't matter. It may come up tomorrow. Or it may lay there until circumstances have evolved, whereby the bottom drops out. They may be out looking behind those bars. How did I get in this place? And then the Spirit of God says, Remember what old Dave Burke said? Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And you need God, and you remember what you said? I don't need God. <laughs> I've got it together. You don't have it together now. <laughs> Whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I wonder if, I wonder if that really is. I, 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 yeah. And about that time comes some Holy Ghost preachers in, and they seal the deal. Amen. Or someone witnesses in the cell to them, and so on and so forth. You follow me? 
by the seed, which is the Word of God. Okay, First John two twenty nine. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. Fred, that's how you can tell. Because he that doeth righteousness is born of God. It's not a con game. We're not into religious affiliation. We're not, we're not badgering about religious concepts or precepts or, or scriptures that we just are throwing out. We're talking about something that causes a change in the life. And it's visibly manifest in the lifestyle of those who are born again. First uh, uh, John three nine. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. A better translation probably would be practice sin. In other words, that is not a lifestyle. They do not practice. That is not the style of their life. Whosoever is born of God does not, as a lifestyle, practice sin. So they got their, their, they're blowing their grass and they're uh, and they're uh, and they're drinking their wine and they're saying to you, "I'm saved," not according to the word of God, right? Okay, we move on. James one eighteen. Of his own will, not our will. We did not say suddenly. Hey, you know what? I think I'm going to get. I'm going to get religious. We may get religious, but we'll not get born again. Of His own will begat He us. How? With the Word of Truth. We did not uh, go on a diet of some kind. Go through certain exercises. Amen. Uh, meditate or 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 repeat a mantra uh, over a period of time. Uh, of His own will begat He us with the Word. Of truth. First John five one. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and whosoever loveth him that begat, that's Jesus, loveth him that is begotten of him. A tremendous Mark of whether a person has been born again is whether they love to be around Christian people or whether they love to run back with the pigs. Pigs like pigs. Christians like Christians. I don't care what kind of a rap comes out of your mouth. I don't care. And when you when and the moment a person starts bad mouthing God's children. He is in trouble. Because he has lost the evidence of the born-again experience. And sin, you can mark it down. The moment a person goes and sins, that sin produces something inside of them. And the first thing they'll do is that right there. It's just as automatic. I don't care how spiritual. They can prophesy. They can go through all the religious rap. They can justify. But there's a mark of sin in a person's life. The moment sin comes into a person's life, say, so you know what? I don't like Mitchell. You know why? Why? Because I don't like him. That's why. Besides that, I don't like Drought or Garfield or Fisher or, or Bancroft or none of those guys. Hypocrites! That's what they are. Okay. Amen. I don't want to conclude these scriptures before we end this morning. Secondly, it's a new nature, mind and spirit. And I want Second Peter 1, 4. And then we'll open it for a moment's discussion. Second Peter 1, 4. Anyone, quickly. Praise God for all these eager Christians. Tom Thompson. Second Peter 1, 4. Ephesians 2, 3. Uh, Bill Troxel. Second Peter 1, 4. Ephesians 2, 3. A new nature. Mind and and spirit. Regeneration is being born again. It is a recreation, a creation. It is an act of God, not a work of human manipulation and not a mental process or philosophy, mental exercise, di discipline. It is a new nature 
brings a new nature, birthing from God and Spirit. Second Peter one four. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you may uh, be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. There again, the change of lifestyle, immediate and automatic response as a as a evidence of the nature. Ephesians two, uh, three. See, nature, our nature of, as unregenerate people is what our problem is as human beings. Ephesians two, three. And we're by nature the children of wrath. That's a person who is unsaved. But God, verse 4 says, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins and trespasses, has made us alive in Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? All right, we're talking about a nature problem, and the, and the solution to that comes by a change of nature. We've got about two minutes. Uh, do we have any potent questions that could be answered at uh, this moment? Anyone? Yes. Yes, all the cults have a shady area of spiritual experience that are, that are not clearly defined. Most of them are a progression of uh, either climbing or transcendence, but it is not the clearly defined areas of heaven or hell that the Bible gives. Amen. Clarity. David Cassiel. Yes. It's an experience, yes. All right, see, the experiential alone. See, here's, here, this is another era, era of our generation, is the experiential alone is not sufficient because that, that experience must be defined according to the Word of God. And you can have a high in many different ways. We, we used to get highs when I was a kid. You grabbed a guy and he held his breath and you, and you clamped him across his stomach. Amen. And, and he fell over uh, and passed out. You know, he's like, man, man, that's far out. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. You know, well, uh, that, that, that was the rage then. <laughs> and so, uh, but that is, what does that mean? said, well, man, I had a deep spiritual experience. Well, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. I don't know. But uh, what has that got to do with salvation and regeneration and eternity? See, so every experience must be defined clearly according with the Word of God. Another hand, brother. Yes, we respond. I'm going to be preaching on that this morning, that very thing. There's a welding together, a wedding together of the divine and the human that brings that to pass. And that's what Christianity is. That's the essence of Christianity. Brother Tom? <coughs> He's doing it now. Yes. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. The devil's moving and, and, uh, and openly coming out with porno parlors and adult theaters and Christians are out preaching on the street and just tearing places apart. Amen. Where sin abounds, grace does much more about. When the devil moves, God moves. And, uh, and millions around the world can testify to the life-transforming experience and the power of the Holy Ghost. Someone else, quickly, before we change. We've got about a minute or two. Bill? Sir, I didn't hear you. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, a uh, great percentage of people who are into UFOs have had UFO experiences, which is nothing but an implantation of, uh, of, uh, uh, of these experiences. These are not peculiar to UFO uh, devotees alone, uh, uh, but, but uh, there's a historic background. These are people who have been into, into states of altered consciousness, and these people are okey-dokes for these experiences, and they're seeing real things. There ain't no argument with that. But so do many other people who are into periods of altered consciousness. And out of these, they're duped into and led into uh, these experiences. But they reach clear back, and you'll find that these people have all been into. See, it's just like a person who's been hypnotized. And when, they, when they're hypnotized, they are open to, see, demonic 